You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Harassing. Imagine going to court with no trial. Lifestyle cruising blue Bahama waters. No welfare supporters. More conscious of the way we raise our daughters. Days are shorter, nights are colder. Feeling like life is over. These Welcome strike like to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Joe Rogan. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. There's so much opportunity for you guys. You could have gone with any massive broadcaster. It's it was not yeah. No, you could have gone. You could, somebody could have said, uh, "Well, I guess playing it straight was so much funnier." Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, so here's the deal, everybody. You know what it is. This is a hardcore podcast. We talk about hardcore mostly. Sometimes we uh, go in other directions. That includes uh, uh, your finances, uh, uh, the larger world, uh, briefly politics, and and then we all regret <laughs> it. Uh, and uh, we teen movies. Teen movies has been. <laughs> Yo, people love our teen movie talk. And true. every time we talk about it, it's the one thing we talk about where I go, damn, we should be talking about hardcore music right now. And that <laughs> people and are like, no, no, keep I- going, fam. Yeah, people just love teen movies. Yeah. Everybody, it's a big pivot. Like, no more well, hardcore. Talk about wrestling. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and joining us. Yeah, no, no, please. And joining us today. Uh, I'm Brian. Thank you for coming back, Brian. Appreciate it. He just had to sit through a half hour of preamble of us just going off on eight different things. So uh, we've got some special ideas planned for him today. Before we get there, why don't we start? Uh, Patrick, why don't you kick us off with one of our fine sponsors? Sure. I'm, I'm going to talk on closed casket activities today. And I'm going to talk about this new God's Hate record. Uh, I know the single. What's the actual album name? Do you not have the website available? What's no, no, no. I I have I have too oh, many Jesus. tabs open. It's so giving except, me anxiety. except for the one that you need for your job. You fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's the actual you album? You mean God's Hate self-titled? Thank you. So the single which everybody's uh, called, losing Pat? their mind about, uh, <laughs> it's called Be Harder. And... Here's the thing. I should have gotten it wrong. That would have been a better bit. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let's uh, clap. Hold on. Clap me. Hold in. on. Clap and er- now re-record. Uh, it's called uh, <laughs> Get Harder. So, uh, by the way, I watched Get Hard the other day with uh, Funny uh, movie. Kevin Hart, and uh, it's it's underrated. It's just not what anybody wanted. As we were, t- it was from years ago now, but it was tr- when we were transitioning into wokeness, and everybody's kind of like. Yeah, the central theme of this movie is oh, it's fucking terrible. Very yeah. upsetting. <laughs> yeah, so, but it was it had some funny parts. Yeah. Will Ferrell. <laughs> anyway, the, the uh, uh, where okay. So, uh, you know, we, a, a terror. We've given terror a lot of credit for really being on point with the, right. with the slogan. You know, the summer slogan, the the mm. the, the memeable slogan. Uh, and this is an underrated aspect of hardcore. Everybody gets intuitively that a cool chorus helps sell a song, makes people like it. Everybody understands that a, that a dope coda 
uh, can also kick, kick things up for you. And people get that kind of like, you know, well, even an intro, even an intro with, with just a iconic thing at the beginning, you just, you know, you're sold. This is dope sloganeering. Be harder. This is like when Drake puts out something that's supposed to be put into a million captions, that's that God's hate and Drake are on the same wavelength. <laughs> this, this is going to see itself in a lot of captions. Uh, the album art is ludicrous in a good way. Uh, and God, God's hate has been uh, my, uh, is it fair to say, is it fair to call them uh, like a sleeper hit for the last few years? Is that fair? I think that's fair. I know, but the, I feel like they've been a band that if you get it, you get it, but not everybody's been in the club. Yeah. And now fair. I feel like the club. Yeah. The I mean, I think they don't play, they didn't play a ton because um, I'll call him by his wrestling name. <laughs> Brody got uh, busy with wrestling stuff. I think I forget what show they played. They played a show in, in um uh da, 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 game changer, I don't know if it was. Did they play a no warning show, mm, Bob? Mm. I forget which they one. One of the those were all like a blur. It might have been one of the back to school jams or whatever it was. And like seeing them live, yeah, like makes all the difference in the world. I was like, holy shit! Like I had, I didn't really know much about them that much. I had like only heard bits and pieces of their songs and stuff. Like seeing them live is super impressive. So I think, you know, that's kind of why it's been a little quiet because, like, it's a fucking spectacle. The band's fucking hard as shit. People lose their goddamn yeah. minds. You don't get that just from a record. The Amazing. Van Eyes promo. Hilarious. Great. Best part was Carlos from No Echo was driving to CVS and saw them doing it. Oh, he was like, good. yeah, I was going that's to the No Echo, you know, the, the CVS on, you know, Ventura and whatever the fuck the cross streets were. And he was like, I saw this being taken. I'm like, that's fucking incredible. Topanga? Oh. That's great <laughs> local flavor right there. So that's you can get that at closedcasketactivities.com. Uh, I'm excited for you all. I haven't even checked out the shirts on this uh, album. Are the oh, shirts there's good? some. There's some good ones. Yeah, there's some good ones. So, so everybody go check that out for sure. Yo, Tom, why don't you lead us in? But I think we're going to let our guest pick this Sure, next we're one. going to go... Um, to another one of our sponsors, one of our pals, um, Death Wish Inc. Mm. And we're going to ask Brian. To, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. Right. We need to get that soundboard. Thank you. I appreciate that. I gave you that. I, I like we that. Flipped it. So Brian's yeah. going to um, go into the web store and, and give us a choice. All right. I went new to old on the shirts. First mm. one is a winner. Uh, you got the uh, I Hate You Knuckles shirt. Uh, best band changed my life. Sickest shirt. Yo, hard uh, stuff. I hate you. Uh, really like them. Always liked them. Not a band you could get a shirt for that was good. I believe I had an I hate you shirt that was very similar to this design, but army green, and you could barely see it. I think it said I hate you and had the knuckles in black, like one color. Um, yeah, I had. I think it was this design uh, on a gray shirt, and I wore it to uh, high school. No, oh, good. yeah, no, people, doesn't people didn't like that. No. But you, you were the Marilyn Manson kid. You were, you were, you were dark and disturbed. Yeah, but I killed for straight edge. So you know, <laughs> that's true. Uh, 
So everybody go to deathwishing.com. Check out that I Hate You shirt. Check out a lot of what else they got to Oh, shit. They got a stock shirt selection right now. And the sheltering night. I'm saying. Uh, Also, I think people were really having fun when we did the uh, someone in blank United States purchased A. Yo, go on there. See a few results. Tell us what your funniest one was. Right now, somebody just bought a downstairs scrotum pocket tan t-shirt. All right. Come again? (laughs) Say it again. Uh, Downstairs scrotum pocket tan t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, Deathwishink.com. Big shout out to our other two sponsors, Run for Cover Records and To Live a Lie. Go support all the sponsors. We love them. We love you guys. Most importantly today, we love Brian and Brian. We're we're here to – yeah. And scrotum pockets. We're here to play a little game with you. (laughs) Uh, I believe Patrick has given you a little bit of the behind the scenes. What do you know? Uh, Not much. Basically nothing, really. Okay. Okay. Uh, Apparently I haven't done a good job. (laughs) So today – Today, today you are you are the king Thanos. of the world today. Oh, perfect. If if, if Bry ruled the world, mm. but unfortunately the world is only hardcore. Uh so we're going to as Tom said, we're granting you the infinity gauntlet. You can you're being given unlimited power. Um, <laughs> but but just within hardcore. Just within hardcore. <laughs> you can't cure covid, but you can, you can uh you can put more grindcore influence. You can't buy a sandwich, but boy, let me tell you about your record collection. Um, so we're going to talk about this. We have each come up with some questions, uh, and if you guys are light, I got extras. Um, who wants I to start? start. Um, all right, so Thanos. Can we come up with a better name for Brian for that? Thanos. Uh, Banos. Not great. That's why I'm the quick one on the show. I get it. Um, <laughs> if you had the Infinity Gauntlet, you got to give credit. I rule the world. I rule fucking the fantastic. world. And if we don't open this thing with the Nas song with L- Lauren Hill, if I rule the world, um, you know, you got the you got the the Gauntlet. You got all the stones. What band? What hardcore band would you snap out of existence after their first release? Ooh. That too hot? No, because it could be yeah. at any era. You're get, giving and them their first gone. record and, or whatever, and not not and then Ramboed back. Look at me. I like comics. <laughs> you're killing. You're killing it. <laughs> I thought you were referring to the. Well, I mean, I, I think it's not just this it's, year, but that's all it's not a coincidence a good that, that Maxine Rambo, whatever her name is, Marie Rambo. Monica yeah. is back, and so is Rambo with the the, you know they both they both ride tanks. One's made of cardboard, and one is made of like vibranium. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, so Bry, you are 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 snapping. You're destroying a band's after they get one record, one demo, whatever it is. They get one thing out, and then you're like, no more. Who is it? And why? There's so many bands that I just want to break up. No, but that's this not the, one, that's not the game, though. I know that's not the game. Tough. Are we gonna make a meme of this and be like, "Are they gone? What did it cost?" And then it's just gonna be Brian's face and just gonna say everything. 
Nothing. <laughs> Put it across nothing. <laughs> what do you got? Who has who has one good or demo? seven inch LP or anything? One good seven or one good record, any release. You know what I mean? Um. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go with. Uh, this might be controversial. Hit us. Just for me. Sure. Uh, if Go It Alone broke up after the first LP, I don't think mm. I would be too broken up. Mm. No, I'm with you. I don't, and it's no, it's no diss to the second LP. I think their first LPs, they're they're hit. Wait, what's what's the? They got a green one, don't they? Am I crazy? No, they have uh, both their LPs are primarily black and white. The second LP has kind of uh, it has old Gre- Greek like uh what are they the, right okay that, that but that's the, that, that's the one that is uh that's the hit though isn't it not the not to you no guys, the but... first one is the hit uh really? the second one is really liked but the first lp is the hit there's only what? uh only yep. only blood between us or something like that um oh. yeah oh, I don't uh, is oh, bad no. blood um but uh they also have the vancouver gold seven inch before that which people are pretty partial to especially the locals up there but i'm with you i think that go it alone first lp is their mile marker Okay. Yeah. Patrick, you want to go? Um, okay. Uh, if you could erase from your personal history uh, your involvement in youth crew, how many years would you give yourself before you snapped yourself out of that delusion? Was it worth it at all? Uh. <laughs> Not worth it. No. <laughs> okay. So no. hold on. So this is the setup, everybody. That was a weird no. question that I don't think was a question. Totally, Patrick. Uh, no, I just wanted to lead him someplace because the other day he, we, we walked up a mountain and he's like, "I I wish that I never found youth crew." And it was and like he just it, snapped, and it was he, it. It was it was, yeah. it was really crazy because this used to be Mister Fucking Youth Crew, and he's gone through something, and I wanted to bring it to light so we could ask it's him like more the House of M. I didn't Yo, no more mute, no more youth quietly. Crew. Pl- good, <laughs> thank you. Good, I watch job. YouTube. Good job, Tom. Um, <laughs> the that's really good. Uh, it's it, to me what's playing is you and you and Brian walking up the mountain, gently playing in the background is Madonna's. This used to be my playground. Yeah, this used to be my childhood dreams. Yeah. So please, Brian, what what went down? I just uh, eventually realized that wearing shirts with like three hundred sweaty dudes just piled on top of each other wasn't as cool as I thought it was <laughs> when I was in high school. Um, just, but it took you 10 years. Yeah. It took me a while, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, you kind of just like, hold on. I'm, I'm going to tell you what really snapped him in half. The other day he played on a record that he saw was going for real money, not real money. It was going for like money. 30 bucks on Discogs, sure. And, and, and he was thinking that's not even good. It's bad. It's a bad record. What record? And, and then, but I didn't, I didn't play on it to be clear. I didn't play didn't, on it. Oh, I was just, yeah, they recorded it right before I joined. Gotcha. And then I toured. I did the U.S. tour on it. Okay. Can we reveal? Can we reveal? Sure. It was the uh, the Outlast record. The, the oh, last sure. South Jersey. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this snapped him. You could see that it ruined something inside because he, he said, who would collect that? And then it all came together that maybe Youth Crew is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely just like a group of dudes pretending that something is like really good. It's not, it's not good. It's no. not. Mindset is good though. That band is good. Okay. 
I mean, I think now you're just you, carving out bands that you think are good. He's not yeah, wrong. There's no, no, no. Like well, he's handful, not wrong. Yeah, there's a handful of like youth crew bands that, that are, are good, good. but That's overall right. the scene should no. It's well, bad. the hard part is, Bri, I've been there with you. I've had that moment with youth crew. <laughs> but I also, shortly thereafter, also had the revelation, no pun, that it's all hardcore, unfortunately. <laughs> Every oh, subgenre. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm out. Because like, I will I, tell I don't you. Think I, watch- I, don't, I don't think I would say that I'm in hardcore anymore. I'm, oh, I'm, wow. I'm, yeah, pretty, I'm pretty far removed He's at this not point. even a good oh, guest. My God. Oh, Jesus. We we got to figure that out. Okay, so I was going to say, I watched two eBay auctions last week where a Rancor 7-inch on red went for 50 bucks, oh. and a Gut Instinct 7-inch went for 70 So, and yo, know, I, I actually, I like both of those bands. I'm not, not going to front. Those are bands I like, but I also acknowledge that they're not, like, good. They're just... At the markup of fun, like, yeah. God Instinct has a song called "Rat Bastard," <laughs> like it's awesome. Rancor has a song uh, about Tonka trucks and straight edge, and Stop. it just feels. Yo, I just pulled Brian back in. No, I, I you pushed me out of hardcore entirely. Goodbye. Who was the body bag band? That <laughs> was Rancor, end. was it? Ran on the parade. Rain and the Parade. No, they suck. <laughs> they are the worst. Um, they were youth what crew the youth? without being. They were youth crew. They were like self, yes, and self hating. It's such a bummer. It was a weird thing, and it wasn't all the dudes in the band. It was just Ronnie Little. Like, ugh. all right. Before I barf on the mic, let's move. Um, Brian, though, though you've just revealed that you are out of hardcore. Um, you have snapped your fingers, and three hardcore records are delivered to your home. Any three that you want, because I know you're a bit of a collector. What three hardcore records are there? All right, so the uh, the Youth Brigade Possible EP. Ooh, good one. Um, and the the two Minor Threat Seven Inches. Yo, those are like right at the top of mine. I've never I've owned a lot of cool like old records in this net. I've never owned either Minor Threat Seven Inch, and I'm kind of like. I'm a little regretful because I think baseline to get in on those now. I think if you're lucky, you get Jeez. a minor threat seven inch for eight hundred. Oh yeah, if you're if you're real lucky, you real do. lucky. Like I think, I think the real like baseline is like twelve hundred. So yeah, um, where it's like yo, for years and years it was like I'm not gonna pay three hundred dollars for that, you know. Um, so so yeah. Now what Youth Brigade Possible is a random pick. I love that record too. Um, do you prefer Youth Brigade DC to Youth Brigade California? Oh, a hundred percent. I you. think I think that Youth Brigade DC has no bad songs. I think they're like Correct. I think they're a very um underrated band, and I wish more people liked them. Or talked I, about them. I think they're better than they're better than all the other bands on from the four seven inches other than minor threat they're better than government issue they're better than soa yeah for sure that's that's easy i know and i mean it's like and i also like if you compare it to some other i like the negative approach seven inch more I but don't. i think oh wow i like Bowl too yeah i think <laughs> i uh, think i like it like more that. than 
all the New York seven inches except Urban Waste, like Antidote, uh, The Mob, fucking Abused. Like I think the Youth Brigade seven inches so fucking good. Youth Brigade, like, not the greatest name. Yeah, please. Why were there two? Like almost simultaneously. <sighs> yo, I think it, I mean yo because it's got. You're not wrong that it's not the best name. But you know all the youth references at that time. It's like, yo, it's a youth brigade. It's like sure. a youth team. You know what I mean? Like, like minor threat. Like, I think it was With just two. they were all trying to. Like, it's not even like, yo, why would you pick youth brigade as your name? But it's like Weird. California and DC. There's like nine punk people in America at this point. You couldn't have thought of a different name. Uh, Pack it the Sterns on well, the phone. Well, and I, I, I have to. <laughs> I have to assume that they, there wasn't awareness. I think it was like a pure like, hey, we just weren't aware, you know? Because I, I don't know which one precedes the other. I feel like DC might actually know. Like who was the first? Is DC prior? That's I think what I'm it's saying. concurrent because I believe I believe the Youth Brigade LP came out in California in 81, which yeah, they were started in 80. time essentially as the... the I didn't realize all of them were yeah. brothers. I knew there were two brothers. There were all three brothers. I didn't know that. See, why didn't they go for the easy, like, pizza stop, shop style, like, three <laughs> brothers, the band? Yeah. Let's go all in. All right, Tom, you're all right. Questions um, if you could world. time travel and do, like, an almost famous kind of deal on any tour, what would it be? Like, you'd be able to be, like, embedded on the tour and just be, like, reporter for your fanzine. What, where, what would you choose? Uh, I would follow uh probably SSD on that trip to California. Not so much a tour, but a pretty cool. well documented trip from Boston to California like to it. play in LA. Seems like it was a wild time, an odyssey. Yeah, yo, yo, uh, this is the point where we should shout out Nancy Burrell's book that just came out. People should check that out. Do you think you would vibe with the Boston crew? No. No. Not, not at all. But, I don't think um, I would either. I'm like, eh, I don't know about these dudes. But also maybe. Like, I feel like there are maybe a, a couple of them that I'd be like, oh, yeah. We have I, some things in common. Uh, the bands that came from that original scene I actually think are pretty interesting. Like, the uh, all the alternative bands that kind of came from that mm-hmm. uh, right up my alley. So possibly okay. I'm going to say that the language was, pro- <laughs> was probably, probably a, li- a little, uh, a little fraught, you a little know, Kurt. Yeah, no, it was a little burly. That language mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, <laughs> if I had to guess knowing my Boston people, yo, do you guys know the story behind the SSD? Or do you, are you familiar with the SSD, uh, how we rock album cover? Yeah. If yeah. not, of course. Okay. No, hold on. Patrick, pick, pull it up. So so I'll, I'll describe it as Patrick pulls it up. It is SSD kind of similar to their font, but blockier and looks like gold bars. That part I know, but I can't. On a highway driving into the horizon. So it almost is like a T, but it's a highway driving through gold or like desert scene uh, with, you know, nothing but the open road in front of them. It's bad. It's real bad. So if you've, if you've pulled this up yet, it's it 
it's pretty oh, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know why this didn't immediately spring to my mind. It's uh, perfectly iconic. It's uh, a beautiful piece of work. Yes, so so awful. So this, I believe, was inspired by the drive home from the tour that Brian's referencing, which is Al just decided he was just going to drive the whole thing, and I think they Did stopped like twice or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, this that was his vision he was like this is just this is just this is who we are this is how we rock just cruising down the highway you know and uh that was uh he manifested his reality with this album cover if i could if i could uh mr dna uh on discog says when how we rock or when how we rock went metal people abandoned in droves but this record has withstood the test of time. It's a glorious, chaotic wall of noise about to collapse under its own formidable weight. The wild leads are just icing on the cake. No. Five, five out of five. No. Three, no. three people found it helpful. <laughs> uh, yo, it's, it's, not, it's not very listenable. Like, just yeah, those up. bands all took a turn. I'd rather listen to the... Yeah, yeah. I'd rather listen to the... What about the, the Antidote rock, rock record? Woof. Nope. It's bad. It's bad. All right. PK, you're up. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, all right. You, this is uh, one of those monkey paws. It's not quite uh, uh, Thanos' glove, right? It's you a gauntlet. You can add any. It's, Thank it's you. A, it's a, you. Yeah, it's a gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's what that, that's what Thanos has. Infinity gauntlet. Not, it's not so, a glove. Uh, Thanos's mitten. Okay, it's not that. This is a monkey's pump. So you you can inject any influence that you like to the to the hardcore populi, right? And I mean, like all the bands going right now. Let's just say all Very the bands. Very good question. This is what I had. Go ahead. But you have to take one out entirely. So you can add an influence. For example, let's say that you think. Oh, uh, right now all the bands kind of have a lot of groove to them. That's cool, but I'm not feeling, uh, any of their breakdowns. Maybe if they had a little bit more power violence in them, uh, we could get hard at the end of every song. That'd be great. However, you have to extract something. It's a, this is a trade-off. There's, uh, yeah. uh, who is it? Thomas soul says, uh, no solutions, just compromises. This is a compromise. Let's figure it out. I have to take out something I enjoy yes. in hardcore. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it's a monkey's paw. Yeah, that's not. You've uh, seen movies. <laughs> I, I've seen a handful. Um, I think. Yeah. Okay. I think I got it. I'm gonna inject more noise. Mm. Mm-hmm. Terrible choice. Just straight up noise. Oh, it's a terrible choice. Is this a is this a bit you're doing? No, not at all. Uh. And take out any sort of like heavy groove. Oh, mm. so like there are records that you know there are parts of records that I can just like fucking vibe to. I don't want that. No, you're no. willing to give it up at least. Yeah, I'm willing to give that up for more like. So you'd prefer so everything noise drives. Okay, so you just made an annoying song, is what you're saying? Yeah, pretty. You much. made everything in hardcore annoying. No. Because I think that right now, part of the reason that I'm kind of not fully sold mm-hmm. is that everything just kind of sounds too polished. Mm. Mm. 
I just want it loose mm. and noisy. All right. Fun. Sure. You just want, yeah, you just want to it's fun, do, yeah. jam yeah. a microphone into a Marshall hat. I don't want it to be for everyone. I want it to be for some. Mm. Are you ready? <clears throat> Brian, I want you to pick. You have to either pick a slower band and make them write a fast record or a fast band and make them write a slow record. What band would you pick? A uh, slow band write fast song. And what band would it be? What's slower? And, and like slower, you know, I'm not talking, they don't have to be fucking uh, crowbar or something, but. Any slow band. Slow bands suck. Just the youth fast. Showing. Your wow. youth crew showing. Just Yo, do you, I just want do you Do you want to see Self-Defense Family write a fast song? Yeah, their faster songs were better. False. Big false. As as no, end of no, a true. year, as end of a year, those songs. Ooh, big false. Ooh. Whoa. I uh, will say. I will say. There's uh, for our listeners that have an interest in uh, in uh, uh, lungfish. Th- there is. Th- I've talked about this lungfish live in Poland record. Uh, it's not a record. It's just a board recording. This is your first and, mention of it on this podcast, so. Okay, so. I used to back in the old uh, Soulseek days. I used to just collect as many live recordings of Lungfish as I could find, and uh, I've started doing that again. And there is—I'm going to see. Hold on. The good uh, things you can do when you get off social media. Yeah, exactly. I'm out here. Uh, everybody, uh, keep your fingers crossed. I'm still two hundred dollars in the hole on my Ethereum, but uh, we're we're finding our way out. Uh, so there is a. They do My Fool Heart, which is a great early, early song from them, and they play it easily double time. Oh, and, and that it sounds is good. So good. See, every band should just play fast. I, I mean, now I saw Lungfish twice, and they did play some songs considerably faster, but this song in particular, you get that you immediately understand that these dudes used to be in punk or hardcore acts like Mm. immediately it's just a everybody go find it it's a very good version of like a very early lungfish great track yo tom i want your input here we don't have to give our picks but i think i might largely and pat too i largely agree with with brian's answer because i think a slow band writing a faster song almost always goes better than when fast bands write. Yeah, I tend to agree. The first thing I thought of, I would like love to hear like Sleep write a fast song. Oh, I mean, I yeah. bet they, I bet they got chopped. It's ho- I mean, making dudes, a slow know, song they, they come from rel- like remotely interesting, pretty fucking tough. No, I mean, you know, there's people like even mid tempo or like like the Chromex. I wouldn't call them a fast band, but Age of Quarrel for the most part, yeah. faster tempo. They slow it down on songs, and I like those songs. But yo, it takes a lot of work to make a, a slow song. That's why "Seekers of the Truth" is not so, uh, Pat, one of my favorite songs on that record. That's true. That's, that's true. Pat, where are you at? Uh, not every band can play fast. That's true. But so many bands make themselves look foolish playing slow. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say fast too. Okay. Okay. Tom, um, this is it's in the Marvel universe. This question. Sorry for the whistle. Interesting. I I love. I'm only like like five movies, and I watch YouTube's breaking down. Like, did you know? Um, as we've mentioned on this before. All right, so Brian, 
Are you familiar with um, Endgame? The movie. Yes. The, the movie? Okay. So, yeah, you know, there's that part that, like, Scott Lang is in the truck for for five years, but it feels like five minutes or five hours or whatever it was. The, yeah. If you had the capability to use that to your advantage and you were at a show that felt like five hours for everyone else, but you could make it turn into five minutes and only feel like five minutes for yourself, what show would that be? Or festival? Like, have you ever been at a show? You're like, God fucking damn it. I got to be here all day. Um, that's most of the festivals that I've been to. Um, oh, yeah. No, I got one. Uh, Oneana Punk oh, Fest, yeah. whenever that happened. That'll do it. <laughs> that shit that was, was like an of actual was nightmare. Um, yeah, I think I was like... I don't know. I know they were writing my friends checks for fucking $10 for years after that fest happened. But, uh, yeah, one, one of the, I can't remember if that one was supposed to be a benefit too, but I've been to some really awful fests. Uh, so any of those, but specifically, I feel like that one has kind of like uh, been lost to the sands of time, even though it's like sort of infamous. Good lineup. I mean, I I watched Marauder while eating nachos with my friends, so <laughs> that was cool. How come Marauder and nachos seem like a racist. really natural pair? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I don't even. I just think sonically, it's like if I was going to pair a band with a food, Marauder and nachos I feel like sounds po- right. Nachos, but like, but like yeah, you know. with the cheese on top, because like Marauder, you might have to like escape quickly. Oh no! There was like a, a dipping. There was like oh, theater okay. seats. Oh, so it was in like an auditorium type thing with just like a, a large flat space right in front of the uh, mm. right in front of the stage. So we were in the, All right, the okay. seats. Because uh, I, I think like bands like that, you might need something that's even more portable than a nacho. What, like pizza? Slurpee? Like what are we talking? About? <laughs> because I mean, all right. For example, okay. this is like okay. the story. I, it can't be greasy though. That's I don't want to deal with the dre- Maybe grease popcorn in the back. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Oh, have I ever told oh, you a story? Yeah. So like, I, we go to some show in Long. I forget who it was. It might have been Have Heart and Meltdown played. And in between bands, I went and what happened? Oh, yeah, Polly Edge. Yes, this is the this, Edge. yeah. So I'm sitting there, and uh, in between bands, we go and get. Uh, I get a cup of hot chocolate because it's like fucking freezing out. So I'm like watching the band. Um, he mosh Paulie Edge for his own band moshes into me, and I recoil and break the styrofoam Dunkin' Donuts cup filled with hot chocolate, and now I'm wearing it. Oh no! Like literally, got oh, maybe no. two sips out of the deal. So now I'm all I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do? I go into the bathroom, like I dry myself off. Someone's like, well, you have a T-shirt underneath that. Why don't you just wear that? Then I realized I was wearing my own band's shirt as an undershirt. It's fine. Oh, I think it's a terrible no, look, so cool I just look. literally walked around with a giant hot chocolate stain on my gray Met shirt for the rest of the night. Can I can I ask a question that uh, is totally unrelated to that and unrelated to Oneonta Fest, though I'd like to get back to Oneonta Fest in just a moment. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at uh, that SSD record. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And uh, why don't we talk about Lou Giordano in the same way that we talk about, uh, uh, you know, like uh, Don Fury or, or uh, uh, Steve Abbott. Uh, who's my man I've recorded with him in. Don Ziantara. Uh, no, you're Don Z. Don Z, yeah. Don Z and Tara. Um, well, because Radio Beat just doesn't have the same flair as inner ear, bro. There are people who talk about the Radio Beat sound. I mean, there's way more of a sound that came out of Boston. Like, those Exclaim records all have a similar sound and feel. I think but, some but, of the Gang Green stuff's recorded there, too. I mean, uh, Bob, it's if you looked at it, it's, it's insane. It's it's way more oh, stuff yeah. than I thought. Oh, yeah. Who's going to do? Yeah. You're talking about... SSD, DYS, Jerry's Kids, uh, Siege, uh, Gangrene, uh, Proletariat. You're talking Mission of Burma. Mission of Burma. Well, that's that's what's interesting is that very early he pivots to like a, a lot of stuff, but is then still going back and doing a ton of fucking uh, uh, impact unit. You know, <laughs> so it's uh, I don't I, I just don't hear people talk about Lou Giordano no. in that same way. Uh, uh, no, you're 1,000% correct. Uh, people should look at this dude's um, – look at his work because you'll be amazed to see how he moved with the music and how trusted he was. And like, yo, he was able to carve out a sound like when you see how different it is. I loved when Brian said that about the Boston scene because the early Boston scenes, yo, it's like the burliest of burly hardcore for the hardcore. But very quickly, a lot of those dudes pivot. And yes, there's the SSDs and DYS who who try to go fucking Aerosmith. <laughs> but then there's the other bands who go and do this kind of underground alternative, like yeah. college rocky thing. Mm. And he's in that mix too. So it's uh, uh, tip the cap to Lou Giordano. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry for that. I uh, just noticed... Uh, his credits are way more extensive than I remember. I knew he did some of these like early exclaim. Like I, I just didn't know that he like that. He did King missile. Did That's King cool. missile. He did a lot of shit that like he did a Lemonheads record later. He, just so this just means shit. that Pat does um, other stuff while he's not talked, not speaking or being spoken uh, to. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from NoFX, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. 
With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now at Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts. Straight up, every time that we talk about a record that I can't place the album art in my head, I end up going down a fucking Discogs hole <laughs> every single time that you guys are like, you know that album art. And I'll be like, mm, hold on. And I'll be like, whoa. <laughs> and then half an hour later, I'm like checking out Lou Giordano and going. Hey, and be like, he worked on a boy named Goo? Damn. Yeah. Yo, also had, uh, yeah, exactly. Also seemingly had a uh, pretty tight body in 1987. All right. Cool for him. I'm feeling it. Look at his vascularity. <laughs> oh, I see. Clumsy. Okay. All right. Um, Oneonta. Do you have anything else to add on Oneonta Fest besides Marauder, no- Marauder Nachos, Hot Chocolate? Um, anything else? I went to Oneonta like a couple years ago to a Stoneonta. wedding. That's cool. where all the potheads from high school went. That's yeah. 100%. It was, it, was a, it was a pretty miserable festival One day? overall. Um, oh, was okay. it was two days. Um, the first day was like the more hardcore day, and the second day was more like sure pop punk. You know, something <laughs> for everyone. Um, I, I had friends that were like supposed to play the second day that I think ended up just not even showing up. Um. But yeah, pretty pretty terrible, um, terribly run fest um, mm. that had a lot of potential. If it were anywhere that wasn't, oh all right. I, I have the the. Is this cool if we go through some of the bands I played? Give Please. me one second. It's loaded. Please run down. Um, I mean, quite honestly, like if if Oneonta, like the school lost money, then like whatever. I just hate anybody, like because I think that it was meant to be. No, I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, yeah, SUNY SUNY uh, yeah. paid for that. Um, one, I'm pretty sure. Hold on, one second. It's not loading. Um. Oh yeah, it was supposed to be a benefit festival. I think for yeah. like, Crohn's disease or something. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's an interesting. It happens. Yeah. All right, so we got. I mean, if you look at this lineup, I mean, if we're being honest, um, give me one moment. All right, so. Let's see how far down. Oh, my God. There were a lot of bands. All right. We're going to go from the bottom. This is going to be quick. I'm going to read the yeah. fast ones fast. Orogeny. Aggressive response. Helen Chambers. Colorful Kid. Dialysis. Well, maybe we'll keep going. Our detriment. I know detriment. Vices. Um, after the Fall. Concrete. Trenchfoot. Cayetana. Johnny Booth. Who else we got here? Old Wounds. Ghost Ship. Lee Corey Oswald. Fucking Invincible. Um, strength approach from Italy. Man, they were here all the time. Timeshares, banquets, King Nine, Agitator, Pale Horse, Strength for a Reason, Rude Awakening, Jeff Rosenstock, Born Low, Sprainerd, Coke Bust, The Banner, Reign Supreme, Laura Stevenson, Full of Hell, Brace War, Hostage Calm, Code Orange, Mutilation Rights, Fuck the Facts, Elder, Antidote, Harm's Way, Super Touch, Wisdom and Chains, Marauder, and Trip Face. That was the undercard. Here are the headliners. For the first night, it was Backtrack, a- Damnation AD, Fury of Five for Damnation. Which is why I went. 
So yeah, so backtrack, yeah. damnation, fury of five, black SS, sheer terror. The Sunday was mm. expire. I am the avalanche, crime and stereo, citizen, and the Men- Menzingers. That's a big show. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like uh, it was one of those like multiple location fests where there was like three or four venues all within walking distance that people oh could go to. Um, which is only good if you have that many bands and yeah, that's true. and the lineup is diverse enough that like certain people will just go to one venue and hang out all day and For like sure. feel fine at the end of the day being like, yeah, I saw everything I needed to see. Um, this wasn't necessarily like, I was that. like we might um, need to, we might need to at some point do breakdown on, on something like this, like actually see if we can get one of the people who was involved. Cause it's been like, this is in 2014. Yeah, October, it seems like. Is that right? Yeah. So like at this point, hopefully any wounds have healed and we could do, a I mean, he might've had to like sell his computer so to like, pay yo, Marauder, like, so he might not be. Yo, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Cause here's the deal. Like, Oneonta's not far, but it's far. It's like uh, from, let's say, New York City or Philly. I mean, Pat, you lived in Albany. How many shows have you gone to in Oneonta? Two. And Oneonta is what? Hour and 20? If yeah, that? Maybe, maybe an hour and 20. That sounds about right. Yeah, like... like and it's all by itself. So the, you got the college. It, it sort of makes sense. And then you're like, well, what about places like Wilkes-Barre that had, you know, obviously had Posse Numbers Fest and this, that. It's like, yo, what y'all don't know, what people don't talk about is that they had like a thriving local scene for years, several venues around, and had built that thing up for like Wilkes-Barre Fest started before 2000. You know, like I think the first Posse Numbers maybe was 99, if not 2000. But like, they had been building that thing up for several years before it hit big and then it rolled. So it's, it's always rough when, when you see that happen and it's, you know, yeah, sometimes well, it works and sometimes it doesn't. The, yeah. This is the thing is when kids are playing with the college budget, you know, whatever. Right. But although it is a waste of everybody's time, if even if you're getting paid well, it sucks to drive seven hours and then play in front of 11 people. That That's always going to suck. But uh, it is worth noting that it's really hard to make a scene exist for a night. You right, know what right. I mean? So, so like, if your college has no scene like that, and you just but you're given all your radio stations money to throw a rager, I know it's tempting, but you got to consider like, is it? Am I really going to make Marauder drive? Like the five, the four hours get lost, you know. What I mean, make it six. Uh, think the they can thing. go to Cooperstown first, then they're yeah. trying to find someone who has know? weed. It's a whole fucking um, thing, right? Exactly. Oh, that that Oneonta, there, there, there's be a easy. lot of, a lot now, of but ways here's my question though. So, it obviously um, wasn't just an Oneonta, you know, SUNY Oneonta funded thing because number one, it wasn't on the campus, it was on Oneonta, it was at Oneonta Theater and Gallagher's Pub. And if Brian's boys were like still getting okay. like five years later, getting like right. dribs and drabs of what they were supposed to have gotten, I feel like someone's working like a second job to pay these bands off. Shout out to that them. Sucks. Yeah, it could be. Honestly, could be. Yeah. 
So yo, anyways, yo, if the Oniana, if if you or can we get some Robert Stack in here? If you or someone you know knows the organizers of the Oniana Punk Fest, let them know. We want to talk to them. Hit us at the email, Axiogrand Podcast, and we will we will uh, we'll, we'll help you get a new computer. Okay. Uh, no names, right? <clears throat> but everybody here could think of a few uh, festival organizers who ran off with the money and take the money and run. Here's a question. Now, Tom, I know that on occasion you will hold on to one of these. I grudge Right. And, and you will, you, 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 you oh, be a little grudgy. Like a yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, Bob, what about you? How many years <sighs> do you give someone that fucked you on, let's say, let's say not a lot of money. Let's say oh. 300 and a drive, but it's a drive. Oh, um, no, there was a time in my life where it was, uh, uh, you're dead to me. Um, but for the most part in my wizened age, uh, those kind of grudges are, are dead and gone. But there was a time where it was like, yo, yeah, I'm kind of, you're dead to me. Like, don't, don't look look me in the way you phrase it. You made me sound like you're like, yo, if you never, if you didn't like, you know, if you came up short fifty bucks on the grad on the guarantee, don't ever fucking look me in the face again. I'm gonna fucking kill. Like, you- oh no, that's how that's how I feel. If you fuck around with any of my money, I'm, I mean, like we were talking about this dead. on one episode. Like more often than not, we never got what we were supposed to get, and like we're like, all right, cool, like whatever, like we'll on to the next. Like, if, if, but I mean, if people are like scummy or oh. for whatever reason, you know, or like ran off with the thing or like tried to like take us over, like. I'll never forget that. I may work with you again, but yeah. I'm keeping an eye on it. Yeah, there's a never forget. There's a never forget clause, and it's like you can let go of some of the madness. I'll say this um, as a, somebody who's organized shows and big festivals: um, if you told someone you were going to pay him something, yo, go to the ATM. You didn't make enough money. Get that money. It's okay. I've had to do it. Had to do it for shows that you wouldn't assume. Um, had to do it uh, one time. A uh, band played uh, Sound and Fury. There was a lot of like, it was one of those things where it was like, hey, it's like two members from this band and one member from this band. You're going to fly out the one guy and all this shit. And uh, through a friend of a friend, I found out that one of the fellows was like sour. I'm like, yo, what? So I called him like four months later and he's like, well, you know, I thought you said this. I was like, oh, did you not get that? And he's like, no. And I'm like, yo, I thought. I thought we were good. I'm sorry. There must've been some confusion. Hold on. As we're on the phone, I sent him the money. I'm like, yo man, that's, I'm so sorry that happened. You know, like you got to let me know, you know? So, uh, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's good to communicate. And also if somebody's fucking with your money, it's, it's especially when you're younger, especially when you're in a band doing it hard, it can be really rough. So try not to fuck around with people's money. That sucks. Pat, I don't think that was the direction you were hoping it would go. No, I mean, no, I, all, all other grudges and all, all, all other slights, I keep a running tally in my head. So, like, I remember all of it. <laughs> See, I, I, when it comes to money, if if it's longer than six months ago and you rip me off, I think it's funny. You know what I mean? Like, if it's Fully within noted. the six-month window, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably feeling it and I'm agitated a little bit. Sure, sure. But after no. that, it's... It's nah, yeah, when it comes to that stuff, I'm not too harsh. There's certain things. There's way worse crimes to me. Way, yeah, way worse. For sure. Way worse. All right. I, I think just, my mine, that was mine. Right? Right. Oh, that was yours. No, Patrick, you're up. 
already. Yeah, we talked about Odiyan the Punk for okay. fucking twenty five minutes. I, I, I'm asking all the negative questions today, and tell me if this is too close to to anything else that we already asked. You were here, right, Brian? Brian, <laughs> remind me if this sounds like anything you guys asked because I wasn't. Yeah. I was reading about Lou Giordano and his tight bod. <laughs> I was on Tom, Google Images right now. Sorry, Tom. It is. Listen, it's a challenge to have a brain that is as curious like. as mine. You know, I'm always going in some direction. Uh, this is an easy one, but tell me if it's too much overlap. You uh, have to Thanos snap a band out of existence before they could make a mark on current hardcore. No, that's a good one. Let's let's combine that with the one I was having, which you're, you're Thanos snapping a band out of existence, but they... They have no in, whatever influence they would have had or did have is also gone. So you got to right. factor that in, right? Uh, th- this is before they could have touched the bands at all. This is like you're killing Hitler's mom. Yeah, their existence uh, doesn't not, happen at can all. Can we no, not no equate wave. a band with Hitler? Like <laughs> this has this is no reflection uh, on the band. Look, if p- bands weren't being Nazis <laughs> about okay. this, all right. So you're letting no, Hitler come live. On, I didn't I say that crazy. either. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, so okay, you're not killing Hitler. You're not killing. You're not killing anybody. You're just. You're actually. Here's what you're doing. You're tapping these young people on the shoulder, yes. and you're saying, "Invest in Bitcoin. Give up on hardcore." Yeah, you That's- just Ricky Schradered them. They're they're silver spoon from here out. They don't need to write the fucking Age of Quarrel. Right now, this don't do your thing. I see your brain moving right now. And don't do any personal grievances. That's it's, not what it is. is whatever about. you want it to be, Vanos. Don't listen. To it. You're the one in power. <laughs> listen to him. Yes, correct. Okay, you know what? You know what? Tom's right. You you've got the mitten, and I don't. Here you go. I I had an answer pretty quick, and I'm gonna stick to it, even though I I like some of the bands that came from it. Mm. Let's hear it. Quite a bit, actually, but uh. Yeah, that would be uh, Youth of Today. Pretty, pretty, pretty quick. Yeah, Youth of Today. Okay, so from Youth of Today. Hold on, Bob. I just yeah. want to say this is why we asked the hard questions. Who expected right. that answer? That was a choice. You know what? No, I when I heard him thinking about it and start explaining and giving the, the little teaser of, of giving up on Youth Crew, I, I had an inkling. All right, so with that, Yes. Let's say there's no there's no shelter. Okay, we're gonna say there's no shelter. Yeah, that's one that's gonna be tough, and okay. I that that one would be tough to give up, but I would do it for the greater good. There's no, there, so there's no youth crew. Yeah, like React Records, which was a pretty big thing for me yeah. uh, when I was getting into hardcore, would not. Right, so that's like third or fourth wave as as they as they count it, right? So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's gone. Revelation Records, let's yo. Revelation Records doesn't exist. Yeah. No Boom. judge, no mouthpiece, no GB, nothing. No, no, no second wave, no floor punch, no, no in my eye, none of that stuff either. Um, let's see. No mindset. What else doesn't happen because? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're saying de- we're saying definitely no GB. I mean, I feel yeah, I feel like youth today no was like like just like that's where all those dudes came from. So there's I, I know, a chance. Okay. There's a chance. Let me go here. There's a chance. There's a GB ish band yeah, I, I would that think. is token entry or poppy like that, 
but I'm not right. sure what that exists. Seven seconds. And I think we might. Right. Oh. Like, mm. so seven seconds exists. There might be some more melodic offshoots, but I think, and uniform choice exists. So that's good. So there's still a few things like that. But like, <laughs> we might not, we might not have quicksand. We might not have into another. I could definitely live without into wow. another. Oh man. So underdog would exist. The, the late eighties, New York hardcore scene would be kind of interesting. Cause you sort of wonder like, all right, there's still, there's still like, like I think breakdown still exists. Unless a lot of those bands were, I think, sure. I mean, underdog still reaction. exists, you know, you know, Murphy's law. Yeah. Right. No, that's no right. Schism, I don't think judge no wide awake. No, no side by sides. No, no, no. There's a lot of stuff that just is gone. This is what that's an interesting Everything. one. I think I could live without most of that. I think that uh, I think that straight edge is a lot less uh, prolific. It's less confrontational also. too. I bet. <sighs> well, uh, I don't know. You know I don't necessarily the, know about the earth that. Crisis. I feel like uh, I feel like Boston was way more confrontational about well, straight so, edge. So Boston was, but but they barely sloganized it like they did. Yeah. So Slapshot would still exist. Uniform choice still exists. But think about the Boston bands that come in the wake of Slapshot. There's almost nothing like Wrecking Crew. Uh, like there's not a lot in the late 80s Boston scene that, that gets hold. I think the bands like Instead, No For An Answer, Hard Stance, Inside Out. Um, I don't think those bands exist either. I think that that whole thing, there might be some version of that, but like, yo, I don't think of it. I don't, I think if there's no revelation records, if there's no connection between orange County and like the youth crew of New York, Connecticut, et cetera, I don't think Victor Carr is making out to California. No, probably not. And that was the thing that I was, uh, that's kind of really what I was this is thinking about when I was, Brian, you ruined when I was thinking that. I know. Not <laughs> yeah, this you're is, welcome. There's an th- like it is a really interesting twist of what happens. Um, I'm trying to think of what exists. Like I still think some of the super fast bands happen, but so much of the New York and East Coast stuff that happens, like like the ABC scene, happens partially as a response to the youth group, but more so a response to the CBs, like the raw Tougher deals and bands, breakdowns yeah. and the, t- the tougher stuff. So New York might've gotten tougher earlier because I think the new, I think the rev wave brought in a lot of the suburban kids and added one, a bunch of people, but two, like mellowed out the vibe. Does infest exist? Some of those things. That's what I was trying to think. Oh. Maybe a lot awesome. of, a lot, a lot of similar vibes. There's a lot. There's a lot of. There's a lot of stuff. Well, because they they claim to be more like pulling from the Boston stuff, and I don't disagree. I think they were, but I think people low rate how much youth of today and the youth crew stuff helped proliferate that shit. Like, yo, like that's that's why I heard SSD for the first time. Um, man, that that's a doozy. I think so Pat no asked a question and literally left. Yeah, he just now he's over here doing his uh, resistance band workouts. So busy for the other fucking twenty one hours of the day. 
I'm just a multitasker. I'm just fucking. I need to fucking stay stimulated. You're on a Yo, Patrick, four your like, friends. The the three of your friends. Be stimulated, you fucking weirdo. It's just a body thing. Patrick, uh, you claimed you had stuff to do the other night, but then I think I heard you on on Eric's Instagram story yelling about Chun Li. True or false? <laughs> yeah, that might be true. That's one of the things I had to do. Uh, all right, I'm with it, Brian. I've got a question for you. All right, you can have one band who is currently broken up reunite and write an awesome reunion record. Who are you picking? So this is a guarantee. They're not going to write a reunion record that you're like, eh. They're not going to write a reunion record that you're like, fuck, I wish this didn't exist. They're going to write a reunion record that's awesome. That's a tough one. I think. Go with your gut. I have, I mean, most of the bands I like are broken up. Um, I'll give a caveat because... I think about it for myself. I have added the thing in where it's going to be awesome, but there's certain bands where I'm like, yo, I have enough. I'm good. You know, like, yo, for example, youth of today, I don't really need, like I, even if they wrote a record that was fucking great, I really don't it's need cool to have today record but you don't from those it. people. Could be cool. Could be cool. Like I, if they unearthed some recording from 1990, that was like, Oh here. Yeah. We recorded disengage. We recorded these other five songs. We forgot. Cool. But like I, you know, like time and place for certain things. Whereas on the other side, Lifetime, them doing that record in 2006, uh, seven, whenever that was, I was like, yo, this is cool. I wasn't like weird about it being seven years, eight years or nine years later. There's certain circumstances that hold back on that. So I, I factor that in as well. But but give me give me what you would say. Your, your reunion band to write an awesome record. Um. Probably Lungfish, actually. I, I, I could do with another uh, Lungfish record. What does that record sound like? If they, if they, Lungfish, And this is for you and Patrick, I think. Tom, if you have any thoughts, please. Yes. But I think these are the two Lungfish heads here. Um, what does a Lungfish record sound like in 2021? Um, I mean, so they get, they get pretty spacey and out there. But um, when they can... There are certain songs where I feel like they're really aggressive, but also, uh, but also pretty melodic, um, in a way that's different from like melodic hardcore. Um, Oh, for sure. But I think that those songs are so perfect and there is no other band that comes close to those. And I want more of that. Uh, I don't know how Patrick feels, but PK. What does the 2021 Lungfish record sound like? Uh, so they actually had a couple very heavy records towards the very end of their time right, You've recording. spoken about those for sure. Yeah. And I don't know if they would want to do it again. So I think you'd probably get something. This is for the really nerds out here. You, you'd probably get something like Indivisible, which is not a heavy record. It's, it's more pulled back. Uh, I think that they'd probably want to do that after doing two heavy records in a row. True. All right, Tom, you're up. Or maybe, or maybe they just keep pushing to sound like fucking hate breed. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? Yo, last this round, Tom. You're my, up. This is the least good one I have, so I apologize in advance. Um, if you could, uh, if you could use the Infinity Gauntlet to to travel to, 
any individual show, what would you? Where would you go? Mm. Um, like one that you see a flyer for, or like a I gotta, YouTube. Yeah, I got. I got to look at the actual lineup for it, but I know exactly the show. Good. Um, Tom, uh, that was a good one. That oh, was on you. my list too. Hold on one second while I while while he's doing us all vamp. Tom, did you ever have the uh, time travel question in in school at any point? Like, oh, you can go to one time in history. Did you Not ever that have I remember? That I did. Do you know what my answer was? Uh, 1986 finals. <laughs> uh, 1987. It was the uh, AFC Championship game. The draw. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. And I would write. I, I think I had that more than once, and it was always really funny. And it was such a good bit that I stuck with it. Inclu- similar to when I would write, when it was like, "Oh, you have a book report. You can choose any book you want." And I always chose Tony Dorsett uh, autobiography <laughs> as my book because it was it was inappropriate for a third grader to be reading because it was just Tony Dorsett recounting tales of like doing cocaine and having sex with women in jacuzzis with the like. 79 cowboys it was great. And why tony dorsett why not like who was like the big broncos running back <sighs> there there's your answer was, uh he, well the because 80s. the book that's right uh, bobby humphrey uh sammy winder um he played tony dorsett finished his career as a bronco so on the cover wow, okay. he's a bronco and uh i bought it cheap at like I don't know, fucking Marshalls or some shit in Latham. Yeah, meanwhile, it was like a, it was like a, a, a stroke book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was cool. It was great. Love it. Every time you see a hot tub, you get a little All weird. Right. Right. I'm just like, yo, Tony Dorsett <laughs> had a good time once. <laughs> All right. I got I got my show. So it's a uh, minor threat, Iron Cross, Faith, Artificial Peace, Double O, and uh, Void. Um. Mm. At the Wilson Center in DC. Yeah. April 30th. Not sure of the year, but. Yeah, I was going to say 81, 82, 83. Maybe. That's a good show. Goddamn. Perfect. Good show. All right. Patrick, your last question. If you're done stretching, Pilates Pat, get on the the mic. Um, Let's see. (laughs) Peloton Pat. Peloton Pat. Not bad. Pilates Pat. Not bad. Pole, pole, Pat. Um, <laughs> you sound like a pole, dictator. Pat, pole, Pat. Let's see. Mm. I, I don't, I don't want to ask purely retrospective questions. You know, like I'd like to, I'd like to put you in the future somehow. All right. But, well, well, why don't you think about that? I'll ask mine. What three band shirts do you want to outlaw from all future hardcore shows? Great question. Good question. Um, any bold shirt? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Two more. <sighs> you haven't been to a show for a while. I understand. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long while. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't care much about what shirts people are wearing. Um, okay, well, let me swing it around the room. Patrick, ban a shirt from all future shows. Um, just one. Just one. Okay. 
I mean, bold would probably make my list too, but I don't see them very often. So, uh, and even though I think a lot of people that, that are wearing Chromag shirts are, are like kind of posing on it. Chromag shirts are some of the best shirts ever. So I, mm-hmm. I like looking at them still. Sure. Um, what's the thing that just, Oh, what, uh, help me out with the last couple of years. What is, what if Slipknot? people, uh, Slipknot, <laughs> no, let's see what, pe- uh, what are things people have mostly fake been into? Um, like power violence Rose had it, its like, moment. Like, uh, um, Oh yeah. Well that stuff can all fucking go. But, um, if I could, like everyone loved like Catherine wheel. I like, if I could, as much as I like both the band and I like the diversity of thought within hardcore, including the cognitive dissonance that would lead someone of this type to wear this shirt, oh boy. I would perhaps oh God, go. start maybe banning people who... You're not banning the people. You're banning the shirt. You're telling them they can't wear the shirt. It's all good. Come on. Okay. If you have a problem with what Mad Ball's actually about, you're banned from wearing a Mad Ball shirt. Well, well said. All right. Tom, what shirt are you banning? Yeah, was you said well Mad said. Ball. <laughs> um, yeah, any yeah, of yeah. like the quirky straight edge shirts. Oh, yo. What about what about any... Like the kill your local uh, drug any, dealer, like you know what? Like I'm, I'm down with that idea because you know, like drugs are so bad and affect so many people. You're not doing that if, unless it's a Lech Patrol shirt that says "kill, kill anyone with drugs." <laughs> I'm not interested. Um, yo, uh, any of the straight edge gimmick brand shirts or straight True Till Death merch shirts, get away. Um, American straight edge, get away. Um, yeah, any of those, any of those like pop culture hardcore crossover yeah. shirts. Those uh, now you said that did yeah, that die can, to the uh, Taylor Swift Earth Crisis yeah. shirt? Because I think that was like the the as good as it got for that sort of stuff. And then now it's just like we don't need another. Mm-hmm. Do you know how we many didn't those, even need that? Do you know how many of those shirts got made? Hundreds, if not thousands, around eighteen. Jesus, around eighteen hundred. I can probably those. find the exact print run if you'd like. Um, yeah, he did. So, uh, the Patrick, you, yeah, he did pretty good. Um, Patrick, you're, you're closing us out. Okay. Um, the year is 2022. There's children being born. And as Banos, you can assign everybody a single LP to be given to them at their 12th birthday. To be mailed out with Calgon, yeah. It's like it's like a what do you call the thing that the it's like a bearer bond. Yeah, you know, Frampton comes alive. Yeah, yeah, it's Frampton comes alive. They just hand it to you when you turn twelve, and you gotta you gotta really enjoy it. What record do you assign to children born in twenty twenty two to listen to to be given on their twelfth birthday, so that you think that they they can be influenced in a positive way. Um, I've been talking about Minor Threat a lot, but I would, yeah, one hundred percent say Out of Step. Um, that was the record that I heard when I was a 
about that old and it still gives me goosebumps. So I'm going to say out of step by minor threat. Can't really beat that. I like, I like DC hardcore. I like discord. Um, but yeah, that record is, um, very, very, very good. Can I ask you a closing bonus question? Yes. Sure. All right. Yes. Uh, Patrick uh, wins the lottery, uh, mega millions, and wins a billion dollars. Tells the drug church guys, hey, guys, I'm out. Drug church needs a new singer. You're it. Is the band better, worse, and or more fun or less fun? Oh, that's that's a good question. Um I'm okay. So Patrick is a person that no one else is like. Um, that's possibly a good thing and possibly a bad thing. I True. would never steal a shopping cart from a homeless person. Uh, I'm currently looking at the shopping cart that Patrick stole from a homeless person. Um, so I, <laughs> Mister, I believe in person. I believe in property rights over here. I, I just want to correct Brian. They're they're unhoused people. <laughs> Yes, I'm sorry. Please uh, uh, cancel me if you want. I don't care. Um, So I think to a degree, it's less fun. Um, The lyrics would uh, probably be significantly worse. Okay. Um, I do think he's actually a pretty good... He's pretty good at lyrics. For sure, for sure. Um, Would you have more fun on stage than he does? Um, he has a lot of fun with drug church, man. He does. Uh, I, I think I'd bring it back to when he was rolling around on the floor, um, which he likes to claim that he's never done. I literally have pictures. Yeah, there's there's photographic evidence of it. I think it. we made uh, a poster with one, Patrick. He, uh, you did, yes. The Revelation poster where yeah. he's uh, on his knees, bent over, uh, reaching out for a microphone, I believe. is the. He might I, have the microphone in hand. He's laying on the floor. I slipped. You were going home, Meryl. You were going Meryl. Good, good lyric reference, bro. Meryl. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. It could be fun still. Um, would would I, the band would the van rides be more or less fun without Patrick? <laughs> um, probably less fun. Uh, at least when I was first touring with them, he kind of was talking more. He he addresses the van more than. Uh, than anybody else really everybody else kind of just lives in their own world until uh the show i did almost fight him um whoa in a van one time uh wait hold on hold on patrick do you remember this event this motherfucker's not fighting anybody do you uh, remember what he thinks this happened I remember on one occasion we disagreed about decorum uh, and he, and he got very touchy. Uh, if we get into it, you two are going to take his side. No, so please, let's wanna... get into it. <laughs> All right. We'll get, yeah. Let's, yes. I would love to hear you take on decorum. It's a, it's a... Yeah. Let's, it, well, uh, it, Brian, it, we need to hear the real story now. No, Try no, no. To let Patrick Listen, give the story. It, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it might be a little too sensitive. It's Whoa. yeah. It's, it's it's too much for this particular uh, 
podcast. Uh, okay. When this stops recording, maybe I can. Uh, okay, maybe we'll save that discuss. for the Patreon. That's a good Patreon tease. Um, like this is gonna get canceled. Can- like, yo, it what, sounds like Tom- Pat was gonna get canceled and then beaten up by Brian. Yo, there's a few Pat tour uh, tour van stories that guests have shared uh, partially on air, but said, "Yo, I got to tell the rest of this off air." That would really send uh, Patrick to. Uh, I mean, it's it's understood that Brian would beat the shit out of Pat, right? Is is that an understood? I'm I'm know, sizing man. him up right now. I could toss him through his window. And also, I'm not getting canceled for shit. This dude just went in a weird place and then said, oh, that was weird. And I go, well, you went to a weird place, my dude. And then that's what we fought about. Uh, yo, what was the it's, biggest? It's not that simple. <laughs> it <never is. laughs> it's not that simple at all. Uh, but uh, I can think of a few like just straight up disrespectful things that uh, he's done in a van that I personally would never do. I'm not shoving my uh, my feet in someone's face and making them uh, rub tea tree oil <laughs> on it. <laughs> and I and I would and I would never like clip my toenails onto somebody's pillow. Um, so I think the van rides would be more respectful. And Patrick, uh, I always, probably, I always found probably would happen a- overnight more. There would be more overnight uh, yeah. drives. I always found you to be a very respectful uh, uh, van, uh, van mate. I never. I never Can I bring up a blind item? I, I, Speaking of like, I'm yeah. hearing like Brian talk about like fucking nasty ass toenails and stuff. Um, a, a, van, a friend of our, a band friend of ours, maybe of Bob and I, um, in an early one of their earlier iterations, mm. they were on tour, and in order to torture the drummer, when he was like, when he wasn't near his stuff. They literally ripped out the last like five pages of every book every book he brought with him. Wow! And they also hid his diabetes medication, which is a whole other story, which is not cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're talking That's about decorum. I can get with. I like where you're. I like where you're going. Where do you guys stand? No, no, no. Oh, but the whole sorry, like finish, ripping finish. out the like like the, I had that done to me, sort of. I. On tour, you know, like it was like pre, you know, I had like tapes that I'd make myself like mixed tapes to bring on tour and stuff to listen to. Sure. And like one day I got back in the van yeah. and I realized that they found my mixtape and um, the uh, the song um, uh, uh, Hypnotized by Biggie Smalls. When it cuts to the chorus, yeah. it was literally Rachel singing it. She taped over it with her voice. <laughs> like and I was like on the fucking precipice of a terrible like I was either going to kill them or myself. And that was like, this is it. <laughs> I'm in fucking it's nowhere in Bavaria somewhere. And I got this fucking asshole singing biggie, biggie, biggie. Can't you see like with no music, accompani- musical accompaniment for like four minutes. I wanted to fucking drive off a cliff. Yo, you know, what's? I feel the rage of that. And I bet in the mo- like looking it's hilarious. back though. It's amazing. It's very good. But but in the moment I know I, I would I would have felt the rage. Um I think yo so how where do you guys stand uh, on on tour with end of year I threw out someone's socks because they were so gross they smelled bad. It was a Patrick's. Uh kosher no, it was Sean Sean Duty. Friend <laughs> friend of the pod. Kosher move uncool. I think I offered totally. to buy new ones. It was no, just that's it was, cool. if you're if you're offering to replace them, then I think that's fine. Property rights, Patrick. 
uh, your right to swing your fist ends where my nose begins. Uh, do, do keep your keep your hand keep your hands off my property. Fuck what that, because that affects sucks, everybody. Though, it's fucked up. Yeah. yeah, no, this fool like makes a a garbage nest in his little corner right behind the driver's seat. Um, first day of the tour, every and I offer to fight anybody that touches it. I, I say under no circumstance are you to fucking touch this. So and what are it, you doing? Are you trying? Are you waiting for a recycling bin? What the fuck's toilet. going on? What's that? Are you waiting for a recycling bin? What's going on? No, he's not. Yes, I am. That's yes, bullshit. I am. That's exactly what's right. Listen, am I am I, am I unwell? Do I just keep bottles yes. around because I like them? I'm obviously waiting for recycling. Bob, if we ever take this fucking podcast on the road, I'm gonna have to like we're gonna go like Blink 182 and everyone gets their own bus. I can't share yeah, a space yeah, with this well, guy, man. Uh, uh, 2022, uh, maybe yo, you know what? Everybody's feeling rosy. Let's feel fucking rosy. End of 2021, maybe we'll do the live acts. Where are we going? We going to LA? We going Brooklyn? Uh, we doing both? We've got offers. We've got off. Yeah, Onion is number one. We got offers from uh, Dallas. Oh, I would love that. There, uh, we got we got some we got some ideas. So uh, shout out to everybody. Get fucking vaccinated. Uh, <laughs> NYHO. Let's restore. This was yeah. This was not the uh, saving Brian part two for anybody who's following along. We're gonna have to do that again because maybe Yo, did you see? By Brian. the way, speaking of Texas and all our friends and family in Texas. That there's between yeah. from one week to the next, there was a difference and an 80 degree Fahrenheit difference from one week to the next. Yeah, it's insane. it's 81 degrees there now. It's it's really fucked. Yo, uh, take a look at some of the weather patterns across Central Asia right now. It's it's similar insane things like negative 20 degrees Celsius to 40 degrees Jesus Celsius Christ. type shit. It's really crazy. All right, uh, yo. Uh, Songs about the weather, Lungfish 2021. Bye.